Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of the Unlocking British English podcast. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to be talking to you guys about four of my favourite UK cities that aren't London. Uh, before we jump into the full episode though, just want to remind you guys that if you would like to download the transcript for this episode so that you can read along while you're listening, look up any words you don't understand and generally improve your listening comprehension, you can do that for free on the website right now. It's www.unlockingbritishenglish.com britishenglish.com or just go to the description box wherever you are listening to this episode and you'll be able to click the link there, download the transcript and away we go. So yes, today's episode, four of my favourite British cities or UK cities that aren't London. Uh, so first of all, I just want to say that obviously there's nothing wrong with London. London's a perfectly cool, interesting and fun city. Uh, but I find that Usually when we think of other countries, or travelling to other countries, we usually focus on the, the capital city, the main one or two maybe cities uh, that most people know, and we don't necessarily pay attention to a lot of other places, and of course, you know, every country has many different interesting places and cities to visit uh, and England of course well Britain the UK uh, is included in that so if I thought today I would talk about four of my favorite episode uh, four of my favorite cities uh, in the UK and yeah maybe give you guys some inspiration for some different places to visit alongside London so the first city that I would like to talk to you guys about today is Edinburgh so Edinburgh is a city in Scotland, uh, it's the capital of Scotland in fact. Uh, it's also the second biggest financial centre in the UK after London uh, and the second most visited city uh, in the UK after London. Even though the population of the actual city itself, the people that live there, uh, is substantially smaller compared to London uh, with I think somewhere around 600,000 people, just over half a million. Um, and so yeah, Edinburgh, why do I like Edinburgh? So. Um, and the main reason that I really like Edinburgh as a place to go and a place to be is it's just a really beautiful city. Uh, it's got a lot of really rich history. It's a very historical city, lots of um, traditional classical kind of architecture and buildings and things like that. But at the same time, it's also, you know, a modern city. There's there's lots going on. Um, and it's a very culturally diverse place. Um, one of the reasons, I think, for that is that Edinburgh is the the hosting city of the, well, Edinburgh is the creator, is where the, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival happens. So um, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, in case any of you haven't heard of it, is the world's biggest art festival um, in terms of the amount of performances and attendance and all this kind of stuff. Um, in fact, something cool that I found out research, well, I say something cool, something that I found interesting whilst I was researching for this episode is that uh, the Fringe Festival is surpassed in global ticket sales only by the Olympics and the FIFA World Cup, which is to say the Olympics and the FIFA World Cup are the only two events in the world that sell more tickets globally than the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, uh, to give you a bit of an idea of the kind of scale of, of what's happening. So yeah, we're not talking about a festival kind of where you're all gathered around one or two stages. This is, you know, like a, a city-wide event that happens over uh, a, a larger amount of time and has a, a huge amount of, of performances. One of the reasons it's such a big festival is it doesn't have 
uh, the same kind of selection committee like a lot of other arts festivals would. So in theory, most people can can go and, and do things and do different performances and different things. And um, they'll have usually over 50,000 performances across all kinds of different disciplines um, and areas and, and well, in different locations and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, they have the, the, the big Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, and, yeah, like I said, just a very rich and interesting history and culture. And, um, yeah, Edinburgh just has, there's something about it when you're there. You can, it's just a, it's a really nice place to be. Uh, lots of really interesting things to, to see and do. And, yeah, just a really cool, cool place to be. Um, in terms of places to visit, so uh, Prince's Street is the the kind of main main throughway I would say in the in the new town you could say uh, the main kind of high street or whatever so extends for the best part of a mile for almost a mile and all along you have all these different kinds of shops and different colorful fancy gardens and all kinds of different stuff and um, th- there's lots of kind of older traditional, um, shops and companies and things like that alongside lots of new modern stuff as well um, including uh, one of which is Jenner's of Edinburgh which apparently was founded in 1838 and is in fact one of the world's oldest department stores uh, something else I didn't actually know before I researched for this episode so yeah but I mean just to give you a bit of an idea of you know what kind of stuff you can find down there um, yeah it's a big range a big variety of, of, of different styles and and different times in history I suppose you could say um, alongside that you know it's got all the kind of classic um, touristy kind of places not touristy kind of places I mean you know uh, places to go and visit and, and places to see you've got Edinburgh Castle which of course has a yeah very interesting and rich history uh, you've got all kinds of different galleries you have the National Museum which is free and so um, yeah I mean Edinburgh in general is just a nice place to go a nice place to be it's a very beautiful city visually um, and there's lots of really interesting things to do and so yeah Edinburgh is the first city that I would recommend you visit outside of London and so okay moving on to the second city so the next city I want to talk to you guys about is Bristol so Bristol is a city in the southwest of England kind of next to South Wales if that helps at all. Uh, it's it's a, a port city, kind of near the sea. You've got the docks in the city centre. Um, historically, it was a very important city uh, because Bristol was one of the one of the places where the early the initial voyages uh, to the Americas started from. So, lots of the um, yeah big important. Um, people and ships or whatever left from Bristol to go and explore what they called the New World, what for some reason we still sometimes call the New World in uh, historical contexts. In, in, in historical contexts, but yeah, so historically Bristol was a, a very important city, but um, in the more kind of modern England, it's not necessarily you know the the biggest of cities in terms of like financial power and stuff like that but it is still a very uh, big and important city of a lot of people uh, and it's a very interesting city a really cool city um, in fact it was named uh, the best city to live in in Britain 
two times, once in 2014 and then in 2017. Uh, and it also won an award called the European Green Capital Award in 2015. Uh, I don't know exactly what that award is, but basically it's some sort of European award to do with um, with being green, being um, climate conscious, energy conscious, uh, recycling, um, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. So um the main reason that i like bristol is it's a very it's a very kind of young vibrant up-and-coming city uh it's got really great energy to it it's um like i said it's a very young city it's modern economy is is um not so much based around the port and the docks and things like that it's built on creative media on electronics on aerospace in engineering um it's got two really big universities so um yeah so it's, it's a really cool city it's a really interesting city center as well visually again um because of the location where you have the kind of the docks in the city center which have now been sort of redeveloped more as centers of kind of heritage and culture um but the, yeah the city center itself it's quite a unique shape uh, I think it'd be quite hard to describe um, without seeing, but yeah, it's, it's it's really it's really cool. It's a really interesting place to be. Um, and Bristol, it's a very proud city. I would say there's a there's a real kind of sense of unified togetherness. There's um, yeah, it's a very it's a very proud and unified place. Uh, I think a good example of this actually is. Bristol has the largest circulating community currency, uh, which is to say its own little kind of personal currency, the Bristol Pound, which is, is still connected to pound sterling, our official uh, our official currency. But yeah, in Bristol, you, you can find the Bristol Pound. Um, it's not super common. Most people, you know, most most of the time uh, we'll just you know use normal pound sterling but you will see in the city signs in some shops saying we accept the bristol pound and different things like that um it's a kind of uh yes yeah, a, a source of pride a source of uh individualness in a sense but um yeah and a, and a kind of togetherness um again a very kind of um young city very kind of um very conscious of of the climate of the future very conscious politically uh it's very switched on we could say um and yes yeah, a, a very interesting place to be um in terms of places to visit i mean again it's just a very cool city to be in it's the kind of place where you can find loads of really cool like little cafes and little restaurants and um nice places to sit and drink and eat or little bookshops and libraries and uh of course you've got you know all kinds of museums and galleries and uh, museums around uh yeah the different history and the docks and all kinds of stuff like that um but one place i would say that you should definitely visit if you do happen to ever find yourself in bristol is the clifton suspension bridge uh so this is i mean it's a bridge um it's <laughs> that simple but it's, it's it's really cool it's really beautiful it uh it crosses over uh, a big gorge which is well it crosses over a big river basically so uh, if you imagine these kind of little mini sort of cliff edges as it were um the bridge 
well bridges that gap so yeah the bridge goes across and so the bridge itself is really cool um, the area around it is really really beautiful really cool you can kind of walk um, along the top of these kind of edges um, you can yeah there's really cool views the view from the bridge is cool the view from up the top is really cool so yeah this Clifton suspension bridge would be a definite recommendation so yeah second city that I think you should definitely check out uh, if you want to check out some places other than London is Bristol so moving on to the third city so the third city is Manchester Manchester is likely a city that a lot of you have heard of it's a very famous city um, probably mostly for the football but it's a very you know big city in general it's, a, it's in the north of England um, the greater Manchester area which is to say the main city and then the surrounding area the greater Manchester area is the second most populated in the country after the greater London area um, and Manchester was actually the world's first industrialised city. Um, so historically it was, uh, from what I understand, it's quite a normal city. Uh, but then during the kind of industrial revolution, for different reasons, the population just absolutely exploded. Um, and yeah, went through some, some big changes. And yeah, so that was the, the world's first industrialised city. Um, so why do I like Manchester? Manchester to me has everything you could want and need. Um, and in a way, it's kind of like, well, to me, it's like London with less hassle. Uh, so, again, I don't have anything like directly against London. I can admit it's not necessarily like my favourite place, but it's not necessarily to do with London. It's just the, when you're in a massive capital city with millions of people, it can all just be a bit overwhelming. Um, you know, in Manchester, you have that big city feel. You've got all the resources. Um, you've got, you know, all the big com big companies with offices there. You've got all kinds kinds of opportunities for loads of different stuff um, but it's just not quite as rammed not quite as full and heaving with people um, all the time at least uh, as London but anyway yeah like I say it's got everything you could want you could need you know you've got huge amounts of shops massive shopping centers uh, you've got plenty of entertainment as a city with a thriving theater comedy and well general uh, performance scene um, well and speaking of performance also Manchester has you know a really great musical history uh, there's uh, a big list of big famous UK bands that have emerged from Manchester and from the Manchester music scene, uh, the most famous of which would probably be Oasis, uh, but also the Smiths or the Stone Roses. Like I said, there's a big list um, uh, that you can look into as well. But yeah, so it has a really, really great, rich musical history. So you're always going to find lots of really cool kind of musical venues. There's always going to be music to, to listen to and go and watch and see. Um, and again, in terms of the city itself, it has this kind of really cool variety of like these classic Victorian architecture and then, you know, kind of the more modern designs. There's lots of new kind of um, event function centers and these, these big new modern multi-purpose buildings that you can use for all kinds of conventions, events and concerts and whatever else. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a really cool mix, again, of that kind of classic and modern. Um, well, and of course, they've got a huge football culture. So uh, I think I've skipped over the football largely because of my lack of interest in football. But of course, if you are interested in football, then Manchester is a great place to be. Uh, Old Trafford is amazing. Uh, where Manchester United play, uh, and yeah, 
Uh, in terms of places to visit specifically, I, I suppose with all of these cities in general, it's it's the kind of place where you can just go and be and there's always stuff to do. But uh, the most popular places that people visit in Manchester are Old Trafford, the, the football stadium, Manchester United football stadium, uh, and the Science and the Industry Museum. Um, again, because of the kind of the history of the um, different industrial revolution, well, the history of the industrial revolution and different things surrounding that. Um, yeah, there's lots of interest in that and the big museum for all of that kind of stuff. Um, there's also a really big Chinatown in Manchester, which is uh, really interesting. Um, all kinds of different yeah stuff and culture there. Um, but really, Manchester is the kind of place that I would say, like, it, just go out and, and get some drinks. Go out and have a couple of drinks catch a show go see some stand-up comedy or i don't know go find a, a place that's where they're playing live music it's the kind of city where you just want to go out and be in it it's it's, it's very lively it's very um busy but you know slightly less than maybe like a capital city where it can just be a bit too much you know you've still got all the connections to travel around you can get around just as easy or well almost as easy um but yeah for me a lot less of the hassle so uh yeah third city that you should visit manchester and so the fourth and final city that i want to talk to you guys about today is oxford uh, so Oxford, again, is another city that is quite well known, primarily known for one of two reasons, uh, usually for its university, the Oxford University, which is in fact the oldest university in the English speaking world. Um, it's hard to trace the exact beginnings to an exact date because uh, there used to be like different colleges and then they combined to become different things and anyway um, somewhere around the 12th century is where we see like the first mentionings of Oxford University um, and because of that it has a really cool unique variety of different architectural styles I know I've said probably about each city now it's got this you know kind of historical cultural element but then uh, also kind of a newer modern element um, but the different parts of Oxford University show a much broader, wider range of that because there's so many different things that were built through different parts of history dating back to a really long time. Um, so, yeah, there's some really, really interesting architecture there. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people know Oxford for the university. If you don't know it for the university, then chances are you know it because it is the location where Harry Potter or parts of Harry Potter were filmed. Uh, so lots of people go to Oxford to visit different streets and different parts of Oxford um, that were used to film Harry Potter. Um, Oxford actually is a place where a lot of different films have been made. Thinking of it now, I probably should have made a little list of different films that have been uh, filmed in Oxford or have had parts filmed in Oxford. But Harry Potter is usually the most um, the most famous, the most popular, I suppose. Um, and so the reason why I like Oxford and the reason why I've included it um, is because to me, it's kind of like the epitome of, you know, the small, cute, quaint kind of little Britain um, yeah the, the the images that you see well I guess Harry Potter is just the best way to think of it right but the images that you see of England when you think of yeah Harry Potter and those kind of things that is exactly what Oxford looks like and so if you're the kind of person that wants to go to these kind of picturesque 
older traditional style smaller cities uh, in the UK then Oxford is going to be probably one of the best places for you um, yeah it really is just a, a really beautiful beautiful place um, you know especially if you go there and you've, you know the sun's out and it's warm it's beautiful weather and everything um, there, there's a lot of places just to again be out and about there's lots of beautiful parks and um, botanical gardens and lots of different places it's a great place to a great city to be out and about uh, walking uh, really beautiful city center and again with it being a, a lot smaller of a city you get a lot of these um, really cool small little kind of coffee shops and little restaurants and little bookshops and all these little um, hidden gems I guess we could say um, in and around the city so yeah um, definitely one of the smaller of the cities that I've mentioned um, but yeah if that's the kind of thing that you're looking for you know the beautiful old buildings the old churches the uh, big beautiful green parks and gardens and stuff then Oxford is going to fulfill um, most of your desires going to tick off most of those boxes so yeah the fourth city that I wanted to mention today is Oxford and so yeah well those are the four cities that I wanted to talk about today so we had Edinburgh, Bristol, Manchester and Oxford Again, like I said at the beginning, nothing wrong with London, but there are loads of really interesting places in the UK, so I thought I would take this episode as an opportunity to talk about a few of them. Um, these are, of course, not necessarily you know the absolute best four cities in the UK, uh, and so I'm sure I will do another episode like this in the future where I talk about different cities and different places. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it interesting and useful. Uh, as always, if you have particular suggestions for episodes, things that you would like to hear about in future episodes, please feel free to get in contact with me. Uh, you can contact me on Instagram at Unlocking British English or contact me through the website. Uh, yeah, whatever's easiest for you. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for all the support. I really appreciate it. And I'll look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode.